it's been raining um, quite a bit since yesterday. I'm coming back to my uh, and it's a cloudy 8 a.m. Normally we're up and running at an early time. Um, but in this weather it's been hibernating which is maybe a good um, entry point into what you might call the womb. It's interesting to think about this part of the body. not really an organ, it's more like a region, and it's mysterious because it's so evocative, the term, it's like, it means so much so that it comes to a point where it doesn't mean anything at some point um, in the spiritual circle. It will be one of the more used and potentially overused terms. Um, it will be appropriated and reappropriated again and again um, because of its significance, um, but also because there is a tendency to overgeneralize um, certain things that, uh, from the ether or the abstract. It just becomes concrete more and more. It, it solidifies the more it gets used until we coalesce or we condense so many meanings into something that becomes defined. Um, I'm a man, and so I am looking at the womb often from outside myself. But, of course, um, I would also have intimacy with it. Everyone has gone through it. And especially when you have access to deep work, it's always going to be there. And so this is what I mean about um, taking away the representations of this term to look at the universality of it. Um, the womb is ever-present in a way. And we hardly notice it, probably, because of the way we look at the literal meaning of things. Then we put it in a, to a shelf so that every time the terminology comes up, then that's the womb. It's a womb moment, you know. Um, so we come into it. The orange is a sensitive topic. Um, when we look at people working with chakra systems, it normally uh, feels like it's working with sexuality, um, interpersonal relationships. Um, and we leave away a lot of the self-intimate 
aspects of the orange. In a way, it's not also just about twin flames and tantra and you know, as it's held very often in so much work, so much energy that comes into work out there. What is a personal orange should be interesting, which is why I shared the video that I posted yesterday. Um, so, a lot of people are attracted to this topic. It's powerful. It's also very honest. Um, it's genesis in many ways. It's a point of beginning. It's a starting point. Um, if not the starting point. It's going to be extremely valuable for parents to be co-holding this like in so many ways. Parents of babies are in it. Pregnant people, parents who are even just planning to um, have a child, they're in it. Um, notwithstanding, we are all children of parents. So in birthing ourselves, it's very relevant, just as relevant. So I don't want to create boundaries. Um, just want to keep putting up signposts as invitations. Um, oh, it's interesting. Let's let's go there together as equals in a common understanding with chance for diversity. Um, yeah, point of beginning, point of genesis. It's a place um, we go to. And we could very well call it the inner dance. Like, what, is, what is that place we go to? Where, where do we go when we go where we go? Um, where do we retrieve from? What we call the galaxy, universe spiritual, you know, or past and future. It's just so awesome. Um, but what what is that? Um, it's possible to know. This is the exciting part. To shatter the wall separating the known and the unknown. It, there's a possibility. I come from a religion where that is a major sin. Like, uh, who are you to know? Um, and when you look at the West, so much of philosophy is built on uh, the unknowable. That we we created a line that says, okay, that's uh, off limits, and here is the human stuff. stuff. That's okay, you know? So in the beginning, that was religious. This is philosophical, that's psychological. Here's the line. Okay, go where you can go, where it's safe. Um, but now we live at a time when those walls are falling down and there's like a party where <laughs> all these elements that were not co-mingling with each other 
now there's like a soiree, like there's a party and everyone's having wine together, dancing. And I would love to talk about the music that uh, hosts that party, uh, bit by bit. Um, but I, I don't want to leave off of the color that we're coming to now, so we can leave that at a later time. Um, just for now, some, uh, some interesting points at the bottom of the question mark. Um, something wakes up there and sometimes people touch the abdomen the womb and they discover that it's actually like a heartbeat that seems different from the the, the one that rhythmically pumps or pulses from the chest region there's like a there's like a pulse there, um, and then a vibration. And so a lot of people go there. Uh, I think it was Carolina who shared how she just went there, in a, an inappropriate place. Floor, when I watch her, she just goes there. Italy, she goes there. You can't stop it, like once the opening is there. It's just, you go there. And you can access it through the hips. It's like a portal that opens. And then, whoosh, not so much energy passing through. So you shake it, shake it up a little bit, or you stretch the legs somehow. And uh, something wakes up. And there's a lot of pain and pleasure in that thing that wakes up like you've been holding back. It's like a, a dying process and an orgasm all at the same time. Noha, Noha goes there. If there's, she's gonna go anywhere, she goes there. Ahilan goes there. Um, they all know what's there intuitively. So now we have a conversation on what wakes up. Um, I bear the image of the onion as a literal imagery people normally articulate. It's like uh, you keep peeling away the layers and layers and then you wonder what's at the heart of it. If it wasn't that literal visual, it would be more like everything is a layer of each other and it's not external or internal. Uh, everything becomes the core as well, where there are no layers. Um, so the place isn't so much like an actual location, in a way, like in the body. Um, and we need to bring up various concepts that would um, commingle, commingle with the concept of the womb. Uh, one of which is the dream. So this week, let's look at the dream. And the dream within the dream, within the dream. Um, it's a phenomenon people share when they wake up, and upon waking up, uh, they wake up from that waking up until they just keep waking up. I've had to listen to this 
more than a couple of times and it there's nothing that shatters reality more than the dream within the dream that it's actually possible to go into inception modes um, to go into dimensionalities to go into the black hole where so much magnetism and time is packed in uh, that it's difficult to get out of um, I already spoke about it once the difference between conception and creation that we are creative beings we have this power and yet before this creative power we had the power to conceive and then there's a difference um, it, it's like how earth might nurture a seed into a plant or on your timeline you could think of okay how does a seed become a forest or a garden the space in between um, the right conditions needs to be there in the same way that the mother needs the right conditions in order to conceive a child but prior to that there has to be the right conditions where creation and conception need to create conceive uh, in co-implication each other uh, and normally we call that sex you know but creativity wise when the right conditions are there something is made it could be a project it could be a beautiful conversation it could be like an expression it could be an art form um, but the mother does that from within alone she creates a human being there's something about the female body that's able to tolerate pain much more than the masculine body and they have a wide range of they, they have a wide spectrum maybe of feeling of emotion of uh, energies you know like the study in the human eye is interesting to look at this the, the human eye in the of the female has twice the number of color cones as men so in regards to perception in relation to conception like literally women actually perceive more than men they have a greater um, unlimited palette to work from somehow how's that for uh, intensity so yeah like um, conception creation um, women have to die in order to give birth somehow and there's a depression there and there's like they, they die they, they can't stay themselves if they do the, it's over it's like you, you you're gonna have to allow another world to emerge from your own until your own is lessened and lessened um, so in the same way you know you you when you conceive nature takes care of conditions 
it's like you, you don't force earth to grow a plant in a short amount of time um, that real estate property developers might um, work with as to timetables, you know, like uh, real uh, stockbrokers, construction workers, architects, uh, all sorts of builders, people who build systems in the gross or the the material world. It's, that's creativity, I think, and we're healing from that. Um, conception doesn't work like that. It it works in a rhythm. It works in a tempo granted by the moon and the sun before we had electric power to light up the night receding the dark so we could extend creative powers and recede capacities to conceive and that is why any dance does bring up the dark because we pushed it back it now uh, raises its hand and says hi there don't forget about me I am negation existing within positivity I am a present absence in your absent presence buried six feet underground waiting for a resurrection at a time when you miss me and so growth does happen the more conditions for conception are existent and this is what people are learning and within then growth itself from the larger picture um, this topic of orange isn't just about the moment of conceiving um, we conceive until death in the beginning we need help from the outside and that's what mom is there for but later on it's there it, it's there when you're thinking it's there when you're communicating it's there when you're creating but it's in the backdrop it's in the invisible part you know it's the it's the not tip of the iceberg which is normally 95% of that big block of mass um, So it's going on and we call it the unconscious, the unknown. Um, so are we intending to know it? Is that one of our so-called goals? Because the inner dance has something to do with it. To understand the inner dance is to understand life. To get to know inner dance is to understand death. Inner dance is 
the doorway, but it could also be the room once we learn to look at it as a microcosm of something much bigger. Um, and your dance is a place, if it wasn't just a doorway. And the womb is such a place we go to. So speaking about conception being an all-pervasive um, force, like I said, when you when you're when you're processing information, you're conceiving, when you're communicating, you're speaking. Uh, what part of it then of our perception process are we conceiving? Now, um, when we listen to someone speaking, there's a decomposition process taking place. Um, when you're listening, just like right now, you're breaking things down. The words are important, but it's not the words. The dissection is taking place. So there's a deconstruction, an unconstruction. A wrecking ball is working itself, shattering into pieces many things. So that um, you're able to put things together. But when you do say, I can't put things into words, it's because there's a, a, a conceiving taking place. It's the act of the mother. It's the same thing when you're looking and when you're listening, when you're hearing and when you're seeing, uh, decomposition is happening. Roland Barth, um, a structuralist thinker from the 60s, um, said something very precise. This he said, uh, in the structuralist activity, structuralist humans take the real and decomposes it, and through his or her articulation recomposes it. And so creativity would be to take what you have decomposed in the compost, and you know, like when you say compose, it could be like a sonnet, a poem, it could be a song, it could even be a person, like I'm, I'm composing myself. Um, it, it's like the whole thing is a song or, or a, a, and a song is words and music together. It, it, it's taking all of these things, like the sounds, the images, the feelings, uh, the, the shapes, the intensities, the frequencies, the speed, uh, everything that you broke down, now you can do stuff with it. Now you have the raw ingredients. And, and, and for me, this is what Orange is about. Um, this space called your studio. Um, something we've been missing, like a lot of us. I used to, I used to make things up. I used to dream it into being. I used to, um, I used to be passionate about my, you know, like the things that I build, like I build worlds. I used to be in that career, you know, I'm in the world building um, tradition children are exposed to. Okay, and so, yeah, like, uh, this topic will be rich for people who are tapping into their inner child, people who have children, people who will, 
people who don't have children but are exposed to them. Uh, but people who perceive that the world is a child, um, still in remembrance of the conception process. And um, our pain is living in a creative universe that um, got addicted to the concretization, the laying down of pavements and concrete roads that can't really change so much anymore once it's set in. Um, there's so much to learn about how these pathways and these buildings can be destroyed and reconstructed anew um, in the age of flow. Um, and so, yeah, there's a bunch of sciences and spiritualities to consider if we're going to be able to hold this point of origins to people. Um, contextualization is a big one. Uh, you could keep making references to this energy of a body movement, just um, going into catharsis and spontaneous flow. Um, but your own audience will have questions, <clears throat> even as you do. And you have to take it upon yourself that um, your own intuition can only do so much. It's useful if you are um, taking upon yourself to carry the weight of the world, and a lot of people have done that. That's the meta-narrativization uh, of the many isms that have promised truth conditions um, authored by singular people or a small group. It's the world itself, it's Earth itself that holds a story. And I think probably next week we can look at how that story is being told and retold through us and all beings in a way that we're able to listen to, which is um, what the inner dance is um, conducting, or maybe you may as well say conceiving uh, making creation possible from that space. Um, yeah, maybe just a, maybe 10 more minutes to describe a possible pathway into that zone. Mm, in the beginning, it's in developmental psychology that we go to. It's the study of the mind that asks the question, like how were how we initiated into your name? And then these concepts, your accent, your way of thinking. Before adolescence, or even before your childhood days, during what's called the toddler years, and then even before that, um, the the infancy stages and prior to that it's the fetal the embryonic stages like what what did consciousness look like how did consciousness look uh, from 
you know, what was it looking at? Like, what did the world look like? Uh, it's indescribable, which is why people can't describe it when they go back there in the regression process in inner dance. Um, these are questions that scientists won't dare to go to because it will be laughable to come up with possible theses on something you can't really experience subjectively according to them. So there are openings within psychoanalysis and certain radical thinking in psychology, though it be rare that uh, there is a regression, there is a possible going back. And uh, one of those theses is uh, called the regression hypothesis. It's the idea that the way people lose their minds and their language, um, either through a physical disability, which is normally neurological, or uh, spiritual process on my part it's, it's not represented in the scientific papers but uh, for me it's the same thing it's exactly the same uh, configurations or unfigurations um, the, the way you gained it is the way you will lose it and that's what we're going through right now like the the indoctrination, the initiatory process will be in reversal of the funeral. Uh, and so all these patterns, linguistic patterns, psychological patterns, cultural patterns, uh, the, the restrictions, the inhibitions, the, the stuff that are showing up, resisting the surrender. Uh, it, it's there not because it's stuck, but it's because it's being considered. Like we're, we're saying goodbye to it. We're, we're loosening our grip. Um, so it's, a, it's not so much a developmental psychology than we hold, but more of a redevelopmental psychology. Meaning, if we had the uh, gift of bringing people back to their inner child, which is how you might define the inner dance as a space. We are creating the conditions where you're able to neurologically, biologically, and spiritually go back to a stage prior to memory, language, culture, um, psychological patterns, mental imprints, um, direct priming, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, when it's wiped away and when we forget in order to remember it, It's a truth. Um, we're able to activate it like we found Somehow a way as a species as a, a planetary consciousness so that we could review What has been there and, and that doesn't just have to be through the wild phenomena in the inner dance that could just be through the internet or the movies people watch, the books that are being written, the conversations that are allowable today that were taboo prior. Um, philosophy calls those domains, um, one of the best one is called the symbolic register, the mediatory 
space between the real and the imaginary. Um, it's a space in between the absolute and the concrete. And you don't need to look at your two-year-old mind to understand that because it's exactly the same uh, visitation taking place in the dream state. Uh, so in a way, inner dance makes two things possible. Uh, just in those aspects alone. It's possible to go back to your inner child. It's possible to awaken the dream state or REM sleep while awake, which is when the mediation happens. It's, it's like there's this ball of resonance, an energy field, an ocean of um, sensory experiences raw ingredients that make up all the meanings and symbols that we speak in selection and combination when we converse with people or when we think up the world. Um, and that's the conception ball. It's, it's, it's the word, wordless because what makes up the words aren't more words. They are multitudes of experiences that we clumped together. The more we walked around, the more we made noises, the more we shaped, the more we um, also imprinted that in our systems. So that um, if you're exposed to a specific language, um, you would see that more than those who are belonging to other language uh, climate uh, conditions like for example you know the Inuit Indians have 50 words for white but you wouldn't recognize these layerings that they see just like in some places there's no difference between the colors blue and green um, linguistic determinism uh, bears huge in inner dance because um, even as you're being ripped apart your own biases your own cultural lens will come into the picture um, you will see the world according to how you see it as opposed to how anyone else might see it so even as you describe another way of seeing it you will be comparing somewhat to how you have always seen it until another way of seeing through the non-seeing is seeing um, so that could be a point of beginning just this notion okay it's it's not an age group the toddlers play group that uh, we go to it's a universal place because it is also the exact same region people go through or pass through before their lives between incarnations when we die we go there and like a kind of synesthesia which is a mix mixing up of all the senses you know all the sounds the images the smells the tastes um, from all possible fields they, they, they conjoin there okay once you're done with your narrative you put it into the blender, the washing machine, the cement mixer, the compost. 
and then you stay there until you can create something new create another historicity or another timeline um, and then you sign the contract and then boom you're here again some other version of the same thing um, so this might provide some sparks um, your inner dance sessions may as well be called the womb room in many ways because you're recreating the conditions your mother's body once held for you uh, for the conception um, so much to uncover and what is our intention and are we interested and should we go there?